what happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Tune in to Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD, and join the conversation about how to heal our broken system to reverse our current health crisis. The entire world is looking for answers, and the truth is hidden in plain sight. Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time when you can call in and ask the questions that matter most to you. And we're live. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dr. Milan Ryobe, and this is Awakened Wellness. And uh, you are listening to Dream Vision 7 Radio live. And to give us a call, please dial 646-558-8656. And as always, just hit star nine uh, for any questions you may have or comments. And so we're heading into the holiday season with Thanksgiving coming up uh, next week. And uh, so... Some people are asking, uh, you know, what do we do about this holiday weight gain, right? Um, and how do we avoid it, right? Everybody uh, is always going into the holidays expecting to gain weight. Uh, and that's why uh, so many weight loss centers thrive in January uh, and February of every year. Uh, and so what's the deal with holiday weight gain? How do you avoid it? And why is it that counting calories doesn't really help? Right. So we're going to explore that today and answer any questions you may have about avoiding that type of weight gain. And so it turns out that people don't actually gain that much weight over the holidays. Right. So some people assume that they gain five or 10 pounds over the holidays because they're always picking at the cookies or, you know, drinking the eggnog and the rum cake or whatever is going on uh, being passed around at the office or holiday events that they they go to. Um, you know, people tend to drink a little bit more during the holidays, get together with friends and that type of thing. It turns out that you don't really actually gain that much weight over the holidays. What, what happens is people gain about a pound or two, but they add it on each year. Uh, and so what happens is people gain about one or two pounds, you know, during the holiday season. The problem is they don't get it off. And so they don't feel like they've gained any weight because it's only one or two pounds. And then the next year comes and then they gain another one or two pounds that they don't get off. Uh, and then the year after that. And so you can see then over time, next thing you know, they're 10, 15 pounds overweight and they think it happened overnight, uh, but it didn't. It was just a pound or two a year uh, that they weren't able to get off. Um, and so the question is, you know, why is it that our bodies don't rebound back uh, to their baseline weight? What happens? Uh, and we're going to talk about why that happens and how you can avoid that. And so um, a lot of the acute weight gain is actually inflammatory during the holidays. It's not really that you put on fat, right? Um, it's just also that you never get it off. Uh, and so even with people's best attempts, 
uh, you know, when, when January rolls around and everybody's on the weight, the weight loss, uh, you know, bandwagon, uh, trying detoxes and doing different things. They join the gym, you know, whatever the case may be, they have their new year's resolutions all ready to go. Uh, and then for whatever reason, it doesn't quite work, right? Uh, they stay at the same weight or they lose weight and they gain it back, right? Um, and so we're going to talk about how to avoid that inflammatory weight gain because it's not really, you can't gain fat that quickly. So a lot of people make the assumption that they put on fat during the holidays, and it's actually not true. Uh, it's actually inflammation, right? Water uh, has a weight to it. And so if you add water to your body in the form of inflammation, uh, or, you know, we could call it like dirty water, for example, you know, it's not clean water, it's inflammatory water uh, that your body has uh, uh, made in response to the things that it has taken in, right? Uh, and that inflammation stays with you if you don't do something about it. To gain one pound of fat, you actually have to overeat by 3,500 calories, um, and that's actually a lot of calories to have to overeat by, right, uh, to gain a pound of fat. So it's not really fat that people are gaining. Now, that doesn't mean you don't gain any fat, right? So you can gain some fat, you know, uh, but the vast majority of the weight gain is actually inflammatory. Uh, and when we look at, you know, the foods that we consider to be holiday staples, it should be no shock that they're highly inflammatory. Um, and so one of the ways that you can avoid that, right, um, is to get ready before the holidays. Um, there are ways that you can rev up your metabolism uh, so that when that inflammatory food or beverage hits, it can be escorted out of your body faster and faster. Uh, and so what is it that causes inflammation, right? It's mostly the foods that we eat. Um, you know, we eat a lot of uh, pastries and cakes and cookies and maybe chocolate um, and, and alcohol, right? Um, and so we don't want to take all the fun out of the holidays and say, don't do that, right? Um, but we also want to prepare the body so that it doesn't become unhealthy while it's enjoying itself, right? Uh, and so what is it that, that we can do? One of the things that's important to do is to kind of prep. Um, and so eating well before the holidays and then also not going anywhere hungry is another hack uh, that I recommend to people. Um, making sure that you have small frequent meals throughout the day. So even if you're going to like, uh, you know, the holiday uh, office party, for example, you just don't go hungry. Um, you make sure you eat before you go. Uh, so that way, if you have something there, it's not going to be a plate full of stuff you're going to regret the following morning, right? Um, we all go to the office parties and, and out with friends with the best of intentions that we're not going to go off the rails, but then we go off the rails, right? And, and uh, the next morning, we're like, ah, I shouldn't have done that, right? And you run to the gym or whatever. Um, it's better that you just show up not hungry, right? Um, and that's actually not that hard to do. Um, but I, that's what that's what I do. I just I just don't show up anywhere hungry. Um, and so I can still enjoy what I'm eating, uh, but it's going to be a lot less of what I'm of what I would normally eat if I were hungry. Right. Um, and so I still get to have fun. 
Um, I personally don't drink alcohol anymore, but um, you can certainly have a drink, you know, as long as you're not driving, of course, be careful if you're driving, uh, have a designated driver with you, um, you know, but you can kind of prepare. So if you know that you're going to want to have a glass or two of wine, you want to make sure that the earlier part of your day, you didn't have a lot of carbs, right? So one of the other uh, cheats for people is you don't show up anywhere hungry. Uh, you make sure you eat small, frequent meals. And if you're going to go off the rails at the party, because you want to, which is fine, don't have any carbs all day, right? And so what you would do then is have protein in the morning with a ton of leafy vegetables, right? And you would have a few of those meals every say three hours, you would have a meal or a protein shake, right? So, so what you're doing is you're actually feeding your body, but you're not having any real carbs, right? So we don't consider uh, green leafy veggies to be carby. Um, you know, when I say don't have any carbs, what I mean is rice, grains, root vegetables, um, you know, things, things like that, oatmeal, uh, those are carby. So if you're going to have the pastries later and the wine later, just don't have the carbs earlier, right? So that way you're in a bit of a carb deficit when you show up to the party, but you're not hungry. Uh, and what you're also doing is you're feeding your muscles. You're having plenty of protein. You're having a very anti-inflammatory diet. And so when you show up to the party and you want to go off the rails, you can go off the rails and it won't matter as far as your food consumption. Don't go off the rails with alcohol, right? Uh, be very, very mindful and moderate with that. Um, you know, and certainly if, if uh, you know, if, make sure you have a designated driver who will not be drinking um, or an alternate means Uber at home or whatever uh, the case may be. Um, but if you if you make sure you wake up in the morning and within 30 minutes of having gotten up, you're having breakfast. Right. Um, and again, holidays are not. I don't know if the holidays are a great time for intermittent fasting. They could be uh, depending on your dynamic metabolic type. So if you did the burnout assessment and you're an excessive metabolic type, then, yes, you can do intermittent fasting through the holidays that would help you reduce inflammation. Uh, that would help you burn off the carbs uh, from the party the night before. But if you are of a deficient dynamic metabolic type, I don't recommend fasting because uh, as we've learned in previous podcasts, that's actually going to drop your metabolism and make you more likely to gain weight and keep it on. And so remember the problem with holiday weight gain is not that we put on a pound or two, is that we can't get it off. Um, and so uh, you want to be very mindful of boosting metabolism. Uh, the best way to boost metabolism is to have small, frequent meals through the day, it, especially if you have a deficient dynamic metabolic type. And if you don't know your dynamic metabolic type, you can go to our website, awakenedwellnessnow.com. You can download it uh, and answer the five simple questions to know your dynamic metabolic type, which will help you to know, should I fast during the holidays or am I not a faster, right? Um, if you are a deficient dynamic metabolic type, you do not want to fast during the holidays. You want to be very cautious with that. Uh, if you are of an excessive dynamic metabolic type, then fasting would be beneficial to you. Uh, and so what you could do then is you go to your party, you have fun, and then you, you fast, right? Uh, for, the 16 hours uh, for intermittent fasting. Uh, but if you are deficient 
you want to be cautious. You want to prepare earlier in the day before you go to the party and have small, frequent meals consisting of proteins and, you know, leafy vegetables. You can also have things like uh, squash. Um, those are kind of free passes. They don't have really very many calories associated with them. They're not carby per se. Um, you can do broccoli, cauliflower, uh, Brussels sprouts, spinach, kale, collards, whatever you want in a protein, right? Uh, and again, just make sure your protein is super clean. Um, it's, you know, if you're not of a hot dynamic metabolic type, you can have red meat, you can have gamey meats, you can also have poultry, eggs, fish, you can have tempeh, you can have uh, soy products, um, you know, all those different types of protein sources with your vegetables. You can have some good oils, olive oil, um, coconut oil, um, fish oil, you know, all those things are really good for small, small meals. You can have clean protein shakes in between, right? So every three hours you're eating something all day, getting ready to go to this, you know, whatever party it is. Uh, and so you, you kind of uh, rob yourself of the carbs earlier in the day so you can have them later in the day so that you kind of balance things out and you don't have that weight gain. Um, and then you do it again the following day, right? So you, you eat again, super clean. Once you get back home, small frequent meals. So that way you get that inflammation out of your system uh, so that you can still have fun at the party, uh, but not pay for it later, right? The advantage of that, especially if you are a deficient dynamic metabolic type, having small frequent meals actually boosts your metabolism. Uh, and your metabolism is what is going to prevent the weight gain. Um, you know, having a, a sharp, um, uh, high revving metabolism is going to prevent that weight gain. It's also going to detox you faster. Uh, so it's going to get rid of the inflammation from the pastry or the chocolate or, you know, whatever it is you're having uh, for, for that holiday party or event. Um, and so what that does is it kind of revs up your metabolism, gets the engine revved up so that your body is better equipped to handle whatever, you know, goodie you want to have at the party. So did we have a question? Yes. Question, is there one holiday food I really should avoid? Um, I mean, not, not really, you know. Um, I, it depends, right? So of course, if you have diabetes and hypertension, you know, there's practically no holiday food that's safe um, under those circumstances. But you know, what could you do? You could have some clean uh, turkey. Turkey's you know huge on Thanksgiving. Ham, um, you know, as long as those are clean, you can have those. Is there something to really avoid? I mean, it 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 depends, right? We don't want to take all the fun out of the holiday. Um, you know, if you're gluten intolerant, then, you know, avoid wheat products, be careful. If you're dairy intolerant, obviously avoid dairy, um, you know, and people who should avoid dairy and gluten tend to have a cold dynamic metabolic type um, because dairy and wheat are cooling foods. And so if you're already cold, you don't want to add cooling foods to your metabolism because it's going to uh, slow it down. It's going to make it colder and slow it down, which will cause more inflammation to accumulate. Uh, and that's what causes the symptoms that people have when they are gluten and dairy intolerant. It's that cold inflammatory response that they tend to have. 
Um, so I don't know that there's one food to avoid. Um, you know, again, I, I love the holidays, so I don't want to say, oh, no, you got to be, you know, super clean and you can't, you know, eat any of your favorite foods because they're bad for you, you know, but it, obviously if you're allergic to something, that's a food you avoid, right? But um, I would say keep it as organic as you possibly can, you know, keep it as clean as you possibly can. But hey, you know, if you like apple pie, have apple pie. If you like, you know, rum cake, have rum cake. Um, you know, if you want to have a glass of wine, have a glass of wine, you know. Um, it's just you don't want to continue the trend, right? You want to go back to eating clean, you know, the next day. So you want to eat clean all day before the party, go off the rails at the party, come back and eat clean again, right? Uh, and if you do that, you're not going to suffer too many consequences, right? Uh, you'll, you'll probably be okay. Now, of course, if you have high blood pressure, avoid salt, right? Um, you know, avoid excessive salt. So if you can use sea salt instead of table salt, that would be much better for um, blood pressure. It doesn't really cause elevations of blood pressure like table salt does. Um, yeah, so there's no one food necessarily to uh, avoid. I would say, you know, if you have a, a favorite food, uh, you know, avoid everything but that, right? <laughs> so eat super clean, have that one favorite thing that you really love, have as much of it as you want, uh, and then go back to being, you know, eating clean and, and you'll be fine, right? Because life's about having fun too, right? We don't want to be too much on the um, uh, the tightrope, right? Um, we we want to have a little bit of, of give and take uh, and, and enjoy ourselves as well. Um, Question, why are carbs inflammatory? Yeah, so it kind of depends on the, the carb that you're eating. So for example, dairy is a type of carb uh, and wheat is also a type of carb. Uh, they happen to be inflammatory, you know, because of the way they're processed. Um, and uh, wheat is really just not a natural food anymore. Uh, it's genetically modified, et cetera. And so that's why it's particularly inflammatory. Um, it's really inflammatory if you have a cold dynamic metabolic type. So if you're that person whose body temperature is always below 98.6, if you're hovering at 97 degrees uh, or 96 degrees and change, if that's your baseline body temperature, Dairy and wheat will be super inflammatory for you because you're putting cold on top of cold. Uh, in traditional Chinese medicine, it's understood that if something is cold, you should warm it up, not make it colder, right? Because it's all about balance. And so our bodies are balanced to be at 98.6 degrees. Um, and so if we're consistently too low, that might be you know, normal for us, but it's not normal. Uh, it, it's actually too low, right? Normal is 98.6. It's not whatever you are. Um, so so 98.6 is normal. If you're below that, that's not normal. That may be what your temperature is most of the time. That may be your common body temperature, but it is not a normal body temperature. Same thing if it's too high, right? If you're always hovering at 99 degrees, you know, and every time you go to the doctor, they think you have an infection, uh, but that's your quote unquote norm. It's not that it's normal. It's that you commonly have a body temperature that's too hot. Uh, and so in traditional Chinese medicine, if something's too hot, you need to cool it down so that it's balanced again. Uh, and so things are inflammatory 
um, if they drive something that's already not normal into being even more abnormal, if that makes sense. So if you're too cold and you add cold foods to that, you're going to get colder, which is going to slow everything down in your body even more. When your body can't circulate its water, right? Remember, you're 99% water by molecule. So when you step on the scale, 70% of your body weight is water. But if you break the body down into into molecules, uh, 99% of the molecules inside of your body are water molecules. And so water is really, really important. And moving it is extremely important. Uh, In traditional Chinese medicine, the movement of water is regulated by what they call the spleen. Uh, And again, remember in Chinese medicine, they're not talking about a physical organ called the spleen. Uh, They are talking about an energy field called spleen. The closest thing we could equate to what they call spleen in our regular medical model would be metabolism. Uh, And it has a lot to do with the gastrointestinal system because that's how you get your energy into the body. Uh, and, And that's what moves your water around. So water is always moving in your body, whether it's being circulated in your blood Uh, you know, and blood is made of water. And so in order to have good circulation of blood, you have to move water and spleen is what moves water. And so if you have, you know, a low or cold metabolism, you're not going to move your water around well. So just like in nature, right, when things get too cold, they slow down. And if you cool them down too much, they will freeze, right? Water will freeze in nature if the temperature drops low enough. It's the same thing in your body, right? Except, you know, your body is actually much less tolerant of temperature fluctuations than than the planet. So the planet tolerates wild temperature fluctuations and it's fine. Our bodies, not so much, right? So if you're hovering at 97 degrees all day, that's a big problem for your body because it's struggling to move things around, you know, properly. And you tend to have water just pooling around. Um, and that's inflammation. Um, so I hope that answered your question. Um, carbs are inflammatory also because they are harder for your body to burn uh, on demand. Um, and so let me see if I can explain this well. Um, your body can only use so many carbs at a time for energy. And so if you overconsume carbs, Um, What happens is your body will burn some of it so it can use it as energy, but whatever's left over, it can't do anything with it. So it has to store it as fat. Uh, And so that will become inflammation as well. So when you're eating carbs, you have to be very cautious not to overeat them because if you put too much in the tank, your, your body won't know what to do. It's not that it doesn't know what to do. It knows what to do. It's not going to burn them for fuel. It's going to put them in the closet as fat because there's only so many it's going to burn at a time. And if your metabolism isn't cranking on all cylinders, it's going to burn even fewer carbs uh, to use. So if you have a low metabolism, your body is going to burn even fewer carbs than it would if you had a high revving metabolism. And so it's only going to burn what it needs to power its functions. And then it's going to put everything else in the closet as fat. And you're going to recognize that as inflammation 
um, as it's as that process is occurring. So I hope I answered that well for you. Um, I think it's time for our first commercial break. So we've got some more questions. These are great. We're going to address them right on, uh, on the other side of this commercial break. You are listening to Awakened Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milin the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milin is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit riobeintegrativemedicine.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic, forward-thinking show. Join Dr. Bernie Siegel on Mind Health Matters every Thursday and Friday, 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Bernie will draw from his inspirational personal journey, offering us special nuggets of his sacred wisdom weaved through his delightful stories. Listen in as Bernie reminds us to be fully engaged in life. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Omega Institute, offering workshops, retreats, and online learning dedicated to awakening the best in the human spirit. For over 40 years, Omega has seen more than a million people come through its doors to grow, learn, and find a greater sense of purpose. With over 350 workshops to choose from, Omega offers something for everyone. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 877-944-2002. Again, 877-944-2002. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in serving. 
service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome back to Awakened Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe. And today we're talking about holiday weight gain, how to avoid it, and why counting calories doesn't help. Right? So we had some really great questions. Um, questions, so fat is inflammatory. Can this cause joint pain? It's not that fat itself is inflammatory, but it contains inflammation, if, if that makes sense. And so um, there's different ways that your body stores fat. Um, and so if you're over consuming carbs and you're not exercising enough to consume those carbs, you know, your body will store fat differently. That type of fat is hard to get rid of. And it, it, it's also um, kind of surrounded by inflammation, if that makes sense. You know, you could see it as kind of that, that cellulite, um, you know, that, that people can uh, accumulate, um, you know, perhaps on their hips or legs or abdomen. Um, and so it's not that fat itself is inflammation. It's that they travel together. And so, you know, it's not so much that you've gained fat that has caused your weight gain. It's also the inflammation that comes with that fat storage, if that makes sense. Um, and so the other kind of hack to avoiding holiday weight gain is actually lifting weights is actually resistance training. Um, the more physical exercise you do in terms of building muscle mass, the more you're going to crank up your metabolism. So that way, when you consume uh, carbs, you're going to burn a lot more of them if you have more muscle mass. Um, and that's just because muscles chew up a bunch of calories. Um, they're like a, a vacuum cleaner for, for carbs. Um, and they will, they will burn them uh, so that they are not stored as fat. Uh, and so that's kind of a, a way to hedge uh, weight gain is by actually increasing muscle mass. And so that's why protein is so important because you need to actually feed your muscles the protein because your muscles are made out of protein. The other reason I love protein so much is because consuming protein is very forgiving, right? Carbs are not very forgiving, right? They, they have to be burned, but if you don't have enough muscle mass, if your metabolism's not high enough to burn them, they get stored as fat. There's no other alternative. Um, protein is different. Protein is very difficult to turn into fat, like really hard <laughs> to turn into fat. So it, it's either broken down into sugar and used for energy or it's kept as protein, right? It's broken down and reassembled into other proteins. And so muscles are made of protein. Just about everything in your body is made of protein. Muscles are no different. Um, and so weightlifting, you know, whether it's Pilates or something of that nature or actual weights that you lift, um, I highly recommend that after you get uh, a physical screening with your physician and you're cleared uh, for uh, strength training exercise that you begin a strength training regimen 
And you don't have to go to the gym every day. It doesn't have to be crazy. You can go three times a week for 30 minutes a day. Uh, it's not, you don't have to spend two hours in a gym, um, you know, but uh, you just have to get there, <laughs> right? Um, and for the week, you should work out your entire body at least, right? So if you go, for example, let's say you go Monday, right? Uh, you want to work two or three different muscle groups on Monday. Let's say you go back on Wednesday, you work two, three other muscle groups, right? So if you did, I don't know, your chest on Monday and maybe your abs on Monday, you worked two muscle groups there. When you go Wednesday, maybe you do your back, maybe you do uh, the front parts of your legs, your quadriceps, you know, uh, and then maybe you do your calves on that day. Um, and then the following, you know, if you go on a Friday, for example, maybe you do biceps, triceps and shoulders that day, um, something like that, you know, and then you have to work your hamstrings in as well, right? So you always want to break your, your muscles into the, the muscles in the front, the muscles in the back, the muscles on the sides, um, you know, so that you, you break them down and you're working them all out. So the best way to do that is with a trainer. Uh, who will show you how to warm up properly, stretch properly, use correct form when you actually lift the weights um, so that you're lifting enough weight, right? And you're not uh, compromising your form so that you don't get injured. And so that you also gain muscle mass. Uh, so the purpose of it is to gain muscle mass, right? And I tell people, when you go to the gym, your muscles should burn as you're lifting the weight, especially when you're on like your 10th, 11th and 12th repetition, uh, you should start feeling a burn in the muscle. Um, you know, and that that's telling you that your muscle is, is somewhat failing. Like it's, it's used up all its energy and, and it can't really lift anymore. That's how you know that you're, you're stressing it out enough that it's going to grow. Right. And as soon as you can do 12 to 15 repetitions and you don't feel a burn, you move up to the next weight. Right. Um, and so that's how you gain muscle mass. But the best way to do that is with a trainer. Um, just until you're used to all the machines and how to do everything, how to warm up, how to stretch. Once you're comfortable with that, then you don't need a trainer anymore. You just need to stay motivated. Right. But three times a week, 30, maybe 40 minutes. Um, you know, strength training. You can do cardio on the other days, right? You can walk around your neighborhood. You can ride your bike around your neighborhood, uh, you know, rollerblade, whatever you want to do for cardio on the other days. Um, you know, but strength training, actually building muscle mass is invaluable for the prevention of weight gain um, and also to maintain normal weight. There's really nothing like it. Um, there's nothing better than strength training. Um, I think strength training or weightlifting is actually the most anti-aging exercise that you can engage in. Uh, prevents your body from breaking down because you're busy stressing it out, making it grow, right? Um, and it's a good stress. Um, as long as you feed the muscles properly, as long as you have enough rest in between your exercises and in between your workout days, you're getting enough sleep. So always remember, you make muscle when you sleep. You're not making muscle at the gym. You're, you're making them grow. You're stimulating them so that they want to grow at the gym. They actually grow while you're asleep. And so that's what makes strength training uh, so good for weight control because your muscles are busy being made while you sleep. And that requires a lot of energy. So you're asleep, but your muscles are engaged in all this activity, which is 
burning off calories, even in your sleep. So that's what makes strength training so important that you don't get from cardio. So the difference between strength training and cardio is cardio, you burn the calories for as long as you're doing that activity. So if you're you know, on a stationary bike, for example, and you're doing 30 minutes on a stationary bike, you're going to burn however many calories you burn during that time. As soon as you step off the bike, you're not burning any more calories. Strength training, you're burning calories day and night. Uh, and so that's what makes it so beneficial. Now, you want to find a healthy combination of both. Uh, but you do not want to not do your strength training, especially over the holidays, because that is one really good way to prevent weight gain. Um, so I know we got lots more questions. Let me see if I can get through them all. Question, you've talked about being cold, adding spices. Any suggestions for what spice would be good for adding to my holiday meal? Yeah, so if you are a cold dynamic metabolic type, you want warming spices, right? So you think of comfort uh, spices like cinnamon, ginger, um, you think of nutmeg, vanilla extract, um, star anise. Um, what else do we put in stuff? Uh, I think I said cinnamon already. Um, yeah, so that's for like uh, uh, sweet things, right? Uh, if it's something uh, saltier, you know, like a dinner, for example, um, then we're talking about garlic. We're talking about maybe turmeric. We're talking about fennel, uh, ghee. You can cook with ghee. You can make something sweet or dinner with ghee. It's very warming. It's not too hot. It's just warming, which is what you want. Um, also uh, curry. So depending on how much curry you use, you can kind of make it hotter and hotter and hotter. So again, remember, you don't want your mouth burning. Uh, that's too much. Uh, you, you just want comfort, you know, just warmth. You don't want your mouth on fire. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, but if you love your cayenne pepper, you can add some, no big deal, um, or jalapenos or whatever you want to do. If you're cold metabolic type, those would be suitable. Um, so those are some of the ideas for spices. Um, if you are a um, hot dynamic metabolic type, you want to be a little cautious. So if you're the one with that, that feels warm all the time, your temperature is a little bit above 98.6, it's 99 and change, you are of a hot dynamic metabolic type. So you want to be careful with those types of spices because you don't want to add warm to hot, right? Because you're just going to make it hotter, which is going to imbalance you even more. And so you want to have more like raw uh, alkaline types of things with your meals. And so you want to have uh, lots of salads, lots of raw, um, you know, greens, uh, um, raw vegetables. Uh, you want to avoid red meat. You want to avoid hot spices. Um, greens drinks would be great if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type. Um, you know, those are the types of things. Now, it doesn't mean you can't eat cooked food. You can certainly eat cooked food. You just want to complement it with things that are very alkaline. Uh, things that are alkaline or citrus fruits. Um, I know people think they're acidic because they are on the outside, but when you consume them inside your cells, they're actually alkalinizing. Uh, and so in traditional Chinese medicine, they are considered cooling foods, which would mean alkaline. And that always confused me for years. Is that how can they possibly say that an acid is a cooling food 
But then it wasn't until I studied uh, functional medicine that I realized that the acid is actually converted in your body and it's made alkaline. And so um, it's actually cooling, which is what the Chinese said 4,000 years ago, right? Never doubt <laughs> Chinese medicine. Um, and so lemons, uh, citrus fruits, grapefruits, uh, oranges, uh, all of those things are cooling. So if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type, those are great things to do. Put some cucumber in your water, right? Um, lemon in your water. Uh, those are great. But if you have a cold dynamic metabolic type, those would not be your friend. Now you want to have like cinnamon tea if you're cold, chai tea, that type of thing. So that's the, the way that you want to balance your spices uh, over the holidays, depending on your dynamic metabolic type. Uh, so I hope that answered that question. That's a good one too. Um, Question, are food allergies normal? I mean, isn't it okay to avoid certain foods and not because I'm sick, but normally certain foods just are not good for my body? Yeah, I mean, there are certain foods that no matter how you slice them up, they're bad for you, right? Um, and food allergies are not uh, normal, um, you know, but perhaps you're talking about a food intolerance, um, you know, but an allergy, like if you break out in a rash, your throat closes, that type of thing, that's an allergy. Um, and certainly you don't want to touch those types of foods with a 10 foot pole because they'll make you super sick. They could potentially kill you, right? For example, a nut allergy, like you don't you just don't mess with that. You just don't have nuts, right? Um, intolerances are different. Intolerances just cause inflammation. So they don't cause an acute allergic reaction, they cause inflammation. Uh, and so that's a little bit different. They're both inflammatory, but one's deadly and one's not. One's just inconvenient and can make you sick. The other one can kill you. Um, and so allergies and intolerances are not the same. Uh, so if you have an allergy, you do not touch that food with a 10 foot pole. If you have an intolerance, you don't want to have that food because it's going to make you feel bad, right? Um, it might cause a migraine. It, it might cause you to gain more weight, right? Some people will tell me, gosh, you know, I gained three pounds overnight. How did that happen? All I had was, you know, a slice of pie, you know, uh, and again, you can't gain fat that fast. You can't put on a pound of fat, three pounds of fat rather overnight. It's impossible. So that's water. That's inflammatory. Um, you know, and it, it's simply that, you know, your metabolism was dropped by that food because of the inflammation that ensued. So it's either because it's harder to digest, uh, it's not a food that's naturally digestible, uh, especially, you know, genetically modified foods, right? They are not found in nature. And so the inherent problem with them is that they're not found in nature, right? Our bodies are designed to eat things that are found in nature, not manufactured in a lab. Uh, and so anything that's not natural is going to be toxic. Uh, and even things that are natural, if you overconsume them, that will also be toxic, right? Because everything's about balance. Uh, and so if something is not found in nature, it will be inflammatory. There's just no way around that. So genetically modified foods are inflammatory, period. Uh, and so, so much of it is genetically modified now that we have to really be cautious and look for a label that says no GMO on our food. Um, the, there is no requirement 
for food manufacturers to tell you that they are genetically modifying your food. Um, so there's no requirement. And so we don't know. So we only have people saying that they are no GMO. Uh, that's the only thing we have to go by is they'll put a label on their, their food product that says no GMO on it. Uh, and so we'll know that that food is not genetically modified. But if there's not a label on the food, you have no way of knowing. And so, uh, you know, that that's part of the issue. Uh, you know, other parts are simple sugars, right? When, when things have what we call a very high glycemic index, um, you know, processed sugars, for example, those, that's highly inflammatory because your body can't handle all that sugar at once. Remember that um, it's only going to be able to burn so much of it. So if all of it goes into your body at the same time, because it's a very processed, high glycemic index food, the, only, the high glycemic index just means it all floods right into your bloodstream and your body has to deal with it. Um, you know, something that's low glycemic index is absorbed slower. And so your body doesn't just get flooded with that sugar right away. Uh, so it has time to figure out what to do with the sugar. Uh, if it's a low glycemic index food, if it's a high glycemic index food, it doesn't have time to figure it out. It just goes flooding into your body. Uh, and that's a problem for your body because your, your body just can't burn all those calories at the same time, unless you're running a marathon, right? Uh, you know, or, or you're some type of elite athlete, right? Uh, and so you're carving up because you know you're going to burn all those calories, uh, you know, the next day uh, with the activity that you're going to do, whether it's mountain climbing or, you know, a marathon you're going to run or whatever, unless you're doing that, you want to be very careful with the types of carbs that you are consuming. Uh, because just remember that if your body doesn't burn that sugar, it has to store it as fat. There's no other uh, way. And when your body is storing those excess calories as fat, there's also inflammation as a byproduct. So, most of that weight is going to be inflammatory, but some of it will be fat. So uh, another great question. I think we have to go to our next commercial break. So uh, you're listening to Awakened Wellness now. We've got some more really great questions here we'll address on the way back. We're talking about holiday weight gain, how to avoid it. We'll be right back. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milin the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milin is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit RIOBEintegrativemedicine.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic, forward-thinking show. Edesia is a U.S. nonprofit dedicated to the dream of ending childhood malnutrition for millions of children around the world. 
through the manufacture of Plumpy Nut and other nutrient-rich, peanut-based, ready-to-use foods, Edesia has already delivered life and hope to nearly one million children in over 26 developing countries. To find out how you can join Edesia's dream of ending childhood malnutrition, please visit ediciaglobal.org. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome back to Awaken Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Ryobe, and we've got some other really good comments and questions here. Um, while at a buffet, I noticed a couple bodybuilders, they just went for more and more plates. While I was worried how much I was eating, I never really considered the weightlifting factor in regards to how much food they would eat. Yeah. So when you see a bodybuilder, they're either lifting a weight or a fork, right? They're always eating or always exercising. Um, and yeah, because muscles burn a ton of calories. So bodybuilders have to keep eating and feeding their muscles uh, for their muscles to continue to be the way they are, right? Um, if if they don't continue to feed the muscles and uh, lift the weights to keep their muscle mass, they will lose them, right? We lose an average of a pound of muscle mass a year if we're not lifting weights. Um, and so it's not so much that you lose the muscle mass that's the problem. It's that as you lose the muscle mass, your metabolism drops. What that means is your body will burn fewer and fewer calories for you. And so you will have more of a propensity to gain fat and have inflammation. Uh, it's not that muscle turns to fat. It's the absence of muscle prevents the body from burning the carbs, which causes the fat to be stored, if that makes uh, sense. Um, so question, multiple holiday parties and different Thanksgiving meals the same day. How do I not insult the hostess when I have no more room to eat anything? Yeah, so what I say to people about that is the hostess's feelings are none of your business, right? Um, I know that sounds harsh, but how other people feel are actually none of your business. Um, it's only really how you feel that matters, right? Uh, and so getting rid of the guilt of not 
eating everything that the hostess has served uh, is probably the most important thing to tackle. Uh, you can't control how other people feel. You can't control, you know, uh, what other people will think. Uh, you can only control you, right? Um, and so I always stress, like, don't go anywhere hungry. Like, literally, don't go anywhere hungry. So even if it's a holiday party, um, you know, anything like that, people are much more understanding now as well that people want to be healthier, right? That's just a thing. Uh, people are really making up their minds that they're tired of being tired, they're tired of being sick, and they want to be healthier. And so, you know, the trend is to have healthier and healthier holiday options now. Uh, and so it should not be a shock to anyone hosting a party uh, if someone only has a small meal, right? Um, and if it is a shock, honestly, it's just just none of your business. Right? <laughs> um, your only business is to feel good about you and to know that you have made the right choice for you. So that goes back to self-love, right? Um, you have to love yourself enough to know what you want, right? And to be willing, no matter who's watching you or who you think is watching you, really, they're not watching you at all, right? Um, they're so busy with whatever they're doing as the hostess, they don't notice who's eating what, honestly. Uh, and so, you know, I don't think it's it's as big of an issue as we make it out to be. Uh, people don't notice the things we think they notice. Uh, and so, you know, I, I would suggest don't go anywhere hungry. You know, pick out the stuff that, you know, is going to be what you want to eat. Um, you know, and, and that's it. And enjoy yourself, right? Uh, and don't worry about what the hostess thinks or doesn't think. Just go in with good intentions. Um, you know, go in with gratitude, like I know you do, and that's the best you can do, right? Uh, so that's a, a great question. Uh, I think we have room maybe for one more. Uh, read, read an article suggesting fiber supplements can cause problems. Any comments? Um, I guess it depends on what's in the fiber supplement, right? So the supplement industry is a minefield. Um, and so there's just so much garbage in the supplement industry that you have to just be very cautious in what you're selecting, um, you know, and, you know, I've become more and more of a fan of just actual food, <laughs> you know, um, and, and I sell supplements on my website, right? Um, and supplements are important, you know, uh, they are important. Uh, if you have significant vitamin deficits, mineral deficits, antioxidant deficits, taking supplements will correct those, right? Um, however, also making sure you start filling in the gaps with actual food. So, um, you know, if you have a, I don't know, whatever deficiency, vitamin C, eat foods that have more vitamin C, right? Uh, so that you don't become deficient and have to rely on a supplement, not knowing what's in the thing, right? Uh, and so I don't think it's fiber so much as it's the garbage they add to the fiber. Uh, so it's really important to know where is this stuff being sourced? Where's it coming from? And what else is in it? And so labels are tricky, right? Uh, in our course, uh, the Wellness Warrior Nine-Week Transformation Program, we teach people how to read labels. Uh, because it's so important. Uh, and the most important part of reading a label is looking at what they call other ingredients. 
and so supplement vendors will put, you know, how much vitamin A is in it, B2, B3, B, you know, B9, all everything, vitamin C, how much is in there, you know, how much vitamin D is in there. And then they have at the, the bottom in fine print, other ingredients. That's where you want to focus. In addition to the late, uh, the vitamins, you want to focus on the other ingredients, right? If there's more than three other ingredients, put it down uh, and go find something else. So, you know, if you have a trustworthy source, uh, you know, where you can get supplements, you know, they're super clean, I would get them from there. Otherwise, make sure there's a, at least an organic label on it, or just get it from your food, just have fibrous foods. You know, that's why vegetables are so important to have a ton of fiber. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I would just increase your vegetable consumption to have more fiber in your diet. Uh, you know, and you can see the fiber, right? You, you can feel the fiber in celery. You can, you can feel it in the lettuce, right? Um, lettuce doesn't have a lot of quote unquote nutrition in terms of vitamins and minerals, but it's very fibrous. It's also very cooling. Uh, if you are, if you have a hot dynamic metabolic type, right? So yes, fiber also is filling, right? It, it will help you eat less. It'll bulk up your stools because it helps you retain more water in your stool. Um, but I think it's more what they add to the fiber than the fiber itself. Uh, you want to be cautious with reading your labels. And in the absence of that, I would just have whole food, you know, increase uh, your fibrous vegetable uh, intake and you should be good, right? Uh, I think that's all the time we have for today's show. Uh, again, thank you so much. I wish you all a safe and blessed Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of Thanksgiving. And until then, I wish you many, many blessings. And thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Awaken Wallace Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe. We'll see you next time. Join us next time on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobe, MD, to learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness. Awakened Wellness airs every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern of each month. Meanwhile, you can join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash awakened wellness and let us know what you'd like to discuss on future episodes. Dr. Milan is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit riobayintegrativemedicine.com. This show is part of the Dream Vision 7 radio network. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.